Another day, when Krishna and Balaram were playing with their friends, all the boys joined Balaram and told Mother Yasoda that Krishna had eaten clay. On hearing this, Mother Yasoda caught hold of Krishna's hand and said, My dear Krishna, why have you eaten earth in a solitary place? Just see, all your friends, including Balaram, are complaining about you. Being afraid of his mother, Krishna replied, My dear mother, all these boys, including my elder brother Balaram, are speaking lies against me. I have never eaten clay. My elder brother Balaram, while playing with me today, became angry, and therefore he has joined with the other boys to complain against me. They have all combined together to complain, so you will be angry and chastise me. If you think that they are truthful, then you can look within my mouth to see whether I have taken clay or not. His mother replied, All right. If you have actually not taken any clay, then just open your mouth. I shall see. When the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Krishna, was so ordered by his mother, he immediately opened his mouth, just like an ordinary boy. Then Mother Yasoda saw within that mouth the complete opulence of creation. She saw the entire outer space in all directions. Mountains, islands, oceans, seas, planets, air, fire, moon, and stars. Along with the moon and the stars, she also saw the entire elements, water, sky, the extensive ethereal existence, along with the total ego, and the products of the senses, and the controller of the senses. All the demigods, the objects of the senses like sound, smell, etc., and the three qualities of material nature. She could also perceive that within his mouth were all living entities, eternal time, material nature, spiritual nature, activity, consciousness, and different forms of the whole creation. Yasoda could find within the mouth of her child everything necessary for cosmic manifestation. She also saw within his mouth herself taking Krishna on her lap and having him suck her breast. Upon seeing all this, she became struck with awe and began to wonder whether she were dreaming or actually seeing something extraordinary. She concluded that she was either dreaming or seeing the play of the illusory energy of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. She thought that she had become mad, mentally deranged, to see all these wonderful things. Then she thought, It may be cosmic mystic power attained by my child, and therefore I am perplexed by such visions within his mouth. Let me offer my respectful obeisances unto the Supreme Personality of Godhead under whose energy bodily self and bodily possessions are conceived. She then said, Let me offer my respectful obeisances unto him, under whose illusory energy I am thinking that Nanda Maharaj is my husband, and Krishna is my son, that all the properties of Nanda Maharaj belong to me, and that all the coward men and women are my subjects. All this misconception is due to the illusory energy of the Supreme Lord. So let me pray to him that he may protect me always. While Mother Yasoda was thinking in this high philosophical way, Lord Krishna again expanded his internal energy 
just to bewilder her with maternal affection. Immediately, Mother Yasoda forgot all philosophical speculation and accepted Krishna as her own child. She took him on her lap and became overwhelmed with maternal affection. She thus began to think, Krishna is not understandable to the masses through the gross process of knowledge, but he can be received through the Upanishads and the Vedanta, or mystic yoga system and Shankya philosophy. Then she began to think of the Supreme Personality of Godhead as her own begotten child. Certainly Mother Yasoda had executed many, many pious activities as a result of which she got the absolute truth, Supreme Personality of Godhead as her son, who sucked milk from her breast. Similarly, Nanda Maharaj also must have performed many great sacrifices and pious activities for Lord Krishna to become his son and address him as father. But it is surprising that Vasudeva and Devaki did not enjoy the transcendental bliss of Krishna's childhood pastimes, although Krishna was their real son. The childhood pastimes of Krishna are glorified even today by many sages and saintly persons. But Vasudeva and Devaki could not enjoy such childhood pastimes personally. The reason for this was explained by Sukadev Goswami to Maharaj Purikit as follows. When the best of the Vasus, of the name Drona, along with his wife Dara, were ordered to increase progeny by Lord Brahma, they said unto him, Dear Father, we are seeking your benediction. Drona and Dara then took benediction from Brahma that in the future, when they would take birth again within the universe, the Supreme Lord, Krishna, in his most attractive feature of childhood, would absorb their whole attention. Their dealings with Krishna would be so powerful that simply by hearing of Krishna's transcendental activities with them, anyone could very easily cross over the nescience of birth and death. Lord Brahma agreed to give them the benediction, and as a result the same Drona appeared as Nanda Maharaj in Vrindavan, and the same Dara appeared as Mother Yasoda, the wife of Nanda Maharaj. In this way, Nanda Maharaj and his wife, Mother Yasoda, developed their unalloyed devotion for the Supreme Personality of Godhead, having gotten him as their son. And all the gopis and cowherd men who were associates of Krishna naturally developed their own different feelings of love toward Krishna. Therefore, just to fulfill the benediction of Lord Brahma, Lord Krishna appeared, along with his plenary expansion, Balaram, and performed all kinds of childhood pastimes in order to increase the transcendental pleasure of all the residents of Vrindavan. Thus ends the Bhaktivedanta purport of the eighth chapter of Krishna, Vision of the Universal Form.